Well, good morning, and uh, thank you for having me here this morning. Um, God has been exceptionally good, and uh, he's good all the time. 25 years ago, I came to know the Lord, and uh, we came as a family together in the one day, and uh, we had a miraculous experience. Well, I did especially, and uh, my life was turned upside down. I was turned from an alcoholic, and... Uh, I, not a very nice person, uh, <laughs> into an angel my wife called me overnight and uh, <laughs> she hated me the way I was and then she hated me because I was some stranger in her house but we eventually worked all of that out and we have a wonderful marriage today, praise God and uh, it's him <laughs> I give all the glory to for everything that's happened in our life so everything I speak I speak to the glory of God, not to me. Okay, so um, we eventually got called to go to Cambodia and uh, we went there. Uh, that's a big long story, which I told part of last night. But um, today, this morning, uh, about three quarters of an hour ago, there was um, up to a couple of thousand people in our personal church. <laughs> uh, we had a meeting yesterday, we do one on Saturday and we do one on Sunday and uh, we have uh, the close people to God come on Sunday, on Saturday because <laughs> Sunday is just such a big crowd of people coming in um, and it's hectic. So um, we, we worship on Saturday as well for our close guys and uh, we... Uh, also have a team of 42 major pastors uh, who run the ministry now. Um, I'm just about obsolete and I'm working towards that every day. And uh, so I can work myself out of a job there. And then eventually I can be released, come back here and work in Australia as well as go to other nations and pass on what God's given us uh, to be able to pass on to others. And that's what our life as a Christian is all about, helping others. If you look outward, don't look inward. Look to others, loving people. And as we do that, you will find that your life will be turned around. As soon as we take our eyes off ourselves and look to others, it will change. While we're looking inwardly all the time, why was me on this problem, that problem, it will grow. But as we look out, it changes. And God can do that. Not us. You can't. I can't. But he can if we allow him. Sometimes we just don't allow him to move. I'll just read some scripture for a second. Uh, John chapter 15, and we'll read from 12 down to 17. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. Ye are my friends, if you do whatsoever I command you. Henceforth I call you not servants, for the servants knoweth not what his Lord does. But I have called you friends, for all things that I have heard of my Father I have made known unto you. You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that you should go 
and bring forth fruit, and that your fruit should remain, that whatsoever ye shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it you. These things I command you, that you love one another. God has chosen us. We didn't choose him. We are chosen by him. You're not here by mistake today. You're chosen by the Lord. You don't have a choice in that. He has chosen you. And he's commanded us to love one another. That is a commandment from God himself. We don't have a choice in that. It is our God-given duty to love one another. As we love one another, God will come and change everything in our life. Our life will be turned around and turned upside down, I can assure you. You know, we went to Cambodia and we started a small church in a shed on the, on the river. We had no, not much finance and we lived on a cement floor for four years without a fan. And uh, people bring children to churches that have nowhere to go. So we ended up with lots of kids. At one stage, we had over 100. And uh, so people call us an orphanage. It's not an orphanage. We call it a church or we call it a training centre because we teach people and train people up. We disciple people and release them to go into their God-given purposes and potentials. So they have to learn if they're going to stay with us. It's not a free ride. We don't give anybody a free ride. Everybody has to learn and study. If they don't want to learn and study, well, there's the gate. See you later. It's that easy. No one stays sick in our place. Many people come to us that are dying or very, very ill. But I refuse to have sickness in the place. So I just command it to be gone in Jesus' name. And if they're dying, I'll pick them up and I'll drag them around and pray over them till they get better. They're not allowed to be sick. And we command that to be gone. And these people believe what they get told. So if you believe, you receive. You see, you have to believe it to receive it. So everybody walks around healthy. We don't have sick people. If a kid comes to me and says, or someone tells me one of the kids is in bed and can't go to school because they're not, they're not well, I go to the child and I say, you'll be healed in Jesus' name, now get up and go into the classroom. If they're too sick to sit up, I'll say, lay down on the floor at the back of the room. By recess time, they're up and playing with the rest of the kids. They're healed. God's already done that. He did that on the cross. He shed his blood for you and for me. And he's given us the love to care enough for people to be able to teach them and train them how to walk in the love of God. God's love is not just all moddy-coddly, oh dear, dear, dear. No, sometimes it's correction and it's pulling into line where you have to go with that love. And the same thing with sickness. We don't want it. It doesn't belong to us. 
So tell it to get lost. Get off your life. The sin in your life. We all fall into it. Tell it to get lost. Just say, be gone in Jesus' name. I'm not going to do this anymore. I choose not to. Make a choice. And as we do that, you will see it drop away. As long as you choose to make that difference, it's up to you. But you have to choose. The Bible tells us, once we're saved, to do something with it, not just sit on our backside and do nothing with it. Coming and worshipping God is wonderful. Great worship today, guys. It was really good. Um, and that's a wonderful time to spend in God's presence, and we need to do that regularly. That's important. To read our word and to pray. Pray, pray, pray. Because without prayer, nothing will change. We need to pray to break through. We're at war against powers and principalities of this world. We're not at war against people. God wants us to love people. But we're at war. And we're at war against these powers and principalities. We can pray against those. And we have all the power in the name of Jesus. In his name, we can pray and it can be overcome. No matter what obstacle it is, it can be all overcome. And there's not one person in this world that can't be saved. We look at them all as saved. We don't look at them as unsaved. I look at everybody with God's loving eyes. Because if I see them as my brother and sister, it's easy for me to love them. But if I look at them as my enemy, then I'm only going to point my finger at them and judge them. And that is wrong. We're not to judge them. We hate the sin but love the man. And that's sometimes very hard for us all. I know coming from my background where anybody looked at me the wrong way, I'd just thump them out. And uh, so to turn from that to somebody who loves everybody is a miracle, I can assure you. <laughs> I was prejudiced towards Asians. I was prejudiced about everything before I knew the Lord. But when he came into my life, he changed me completely, all in one day. Alcoholism, everything gone, one day. He gave me the ability to read the word. I was illiterate, I couldn't read. Totally illiterate. But he gave me the ability to read it, but not just read it, but understand it. So it came into my spirit. You see, when God does something like that to you, you know you're going to have to do something. <laughs> because you've been changed for a reason. And I knew I'd been called to do something. When he told me I was going to Cambodia, I didn't want to. Especially 18 years ago, because there was still fighting going on there. And it wasn't a nice place to be. Uh, it's still okay on the surface, and it's improved a lot. But there's still a lot of problems and a lot of spiritual problems. But we've managed to find that by having a program that we've written, uh, 
by a Khmer person in the Khmer language, uh, were able to disciple people uh, very well. And uh, the people understand it, because these people we're talking about are totally uneducated in every way, shape or form. When I came to the Lord, I knew a lot about the Bible, even though I'd never read it or understood it. But I knew it because it's based in our life here in Australia. Your yes is your yes and your no is your no, especially in my time when I was brought up. Um, I'm 65 years young, um, still uh, going strong, uh, the Lord, thanks to the Lord. Uh, he healed me from many things and uh, he's given me new life. But we can make a difference. It doesn't matter who we are or where we are in our life, you can make a difference in this world. People ask me, what's the secret? And I say, love. God is love. He's nothing but love. He says to love your neighbour as yourself. But first of all, he says, love him. And when you love him, you can learn to forgive yourself and love yourself. Because that's the main point. Most of us hate ourselves and we don't, we're not free. I was an alcoholic because I was insecure. Because I had a lot of problems that I couldn't solve. But when I found God, there was no more insecurities. They were all gone. He loves me the way I am. He's happy with who I am and who he's made me. So I don't have to worry anymore. So I'm totally secure in everything I know that I don't know. Because the more I learn, the more I realise I don't know. So it's him that we rely on, not us. And the more we come to that point in our life where we realise we don't know much, the more he can come along and help us and show us the way and teach us because we're then teachable. But until we get to that place, we will study and learn and learn and learn, but we're still hanging on because it's mine. I've learnt it. And I'm not saying don't study. I'm saying study, read your word. Love it to bits. Eat it up. But the Holy Spirit is the one who teaches us and the Holy Spirit is the one who guides us into all truth. That's his job. All we have to do is be available and believe. If we believe it, we will receive it. He says that. That's guaranteed. If we believe it. So today, um, we have a, a mission to see the nation one to the Lord Jesus. A whole nation. We don't see it in filling a church up. We see it as winning a nation. We have 42 young men who are really ready to go and do this. I know people who've worked in Asia before will say, oh, yeah, but they're hard work. I say, yes, they are. And poor people are naturally want to rip off the system. That's a natural instinct, but it seems to happen here too, by the way. But, um, but the, we have some young men who have started their own businesses and they don't look for help from other people. 
we're teaching them not to put their hand out all the time, but to stand up and count for themselves. And they're being quite accountable and doing very well. They, in turn, have another 300 men under them. And they are training them to do the same. They have another, oh, must be six, seven hundred under them. Now, gradually as we do this, <coughs> then we have home groups. We do home churches because it's a lot less uh, vulnerable to persecution. So we do small groups. Uh, we don't like, like them to get over 12 people. But in these groups, they become Christian, but they also are trained up in every aspect of the Bible to live it, to walk it in everyday life. It's not just Bible reading and all of that. It's how to live your life morally. You know, the first thing they're told is you can't drink anymore because everybody gets drunk to be happy because they don't know another way. And then we tell them you can't uh, gamble anymore because that's where all your money's going and you can't feed your family. Then we tell them you can't have other ladies other than your wife. That's finished. And uh, vice versa. But we also tell them you can't sell your kids anymore. That's not right. That's wrong. Because we were having so many kids coming to us and it was like we're putting a band-aid on the problem but we need to fix the problem. By changing these families and putting them on a three-year discipleship program, every family comes as a family and we put them on a three-year discipleship program and every person that's gone through the program we have 100% retention rate. There's no fallaways from that program. So at the moment, there's a, we've got people joining us from different areas, but there's about 180,000 members at the moment. But this has exploded in the last three years. It went from 5,000 to 10,000. It went to 30,000 like that. And now, within months, it's jumped to 180,000. And uh, there's no stopping it. You see, God is moving around this world, and he's moving powerfully. There is, there is turmoil happening all over the world, and there's going to be great persecution coming. But that should bring us closer to the Lord, because we've been away. We get comfortable when... Places like Australia, it's about the best country in the world at the moment, I can assure you. It's the last place that things are okay. But they're getting rougher, and it will happen unless we make a difference. Turn around and stand up to the enemy, because that attack is on, and it's on big time. It's happening in Cambodia. The enemy is coming and actually buying their jobs in the government to take over the government. But if we can get the country saved quick enough, and all we need to do is about three million people, that's not that many. 
and then we can put our own political party into power so we can control what's happening. Because the enemy is coming to steal, kill and rob. And they're here on the doorstep right now. And we need to stand up in the spirit, not physically against people, in the spirit, and pray and love one another and love those out there to come to know the living God. Because he's real. I know that I know that I know that God is real. He changed me. And if he can change me, he can do it to anybody. That's not a problem. But we have to be prepared to put time in, in prayer. We need to be prepared to love one another. Because most people out there see us as divided. They don't see us as unity of one body. I know my head pastors come to me and they say, how come, you know, people talk like I'm this and I'm that? They say, aren't we all Christians? I said, yes, we are. And I said, I've had names put on me too, but I'm a Christian first. <laughs> and that's what we are. We're brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus. And as we understand that and love each other, the whole body, I'm talking about the whole body, not just in here. As we love each other, we will see a mighty change take place for the glory of the Lord. Not to look down your nose at everybody, not to point fingers, oh, they do this wrong, or they don't do this, or they do that. Don't worry about that. If they love Jesus, they love Jesus. We'll let God take care of all of the little bits. We all have to work out our salvation with fear and trembling. So we need to look at ourselves first. You know, the Bible says, pull out the plank out of your own eye <laughs> before we look at other people. And it's important to do that. I have to remind myself from time to time too. We all do it. But just remember that God is love and he wants you to love each other and even love your enemy, which is pretty hard sometimes. I've had people try to kill me I had an axe in my head once and everything. I was praying for God to forgive me that I might not have hurt the man after I picked him up and threw him out the gate. I picked him up over my head and threw him like that. And I was praying, oh God, forgive me. He just split my head in two. But I put my hand up and said, be healed in Jesus' name and it come together. You see, Jesus is Lord of all. And there's nothing we can't achieve through him. If you try and do it by yourself, it doesn't work. But he can give us strategies, ideas. These young people are up here today. You know, they are full of ideas. 
Lovely, great. I love idea people. God gives me lots of ideas. My wife's always having a go at me because I'm a very practical person. I like to do everything on the ground. And I build buildings. I, at the moment, we're doing aquaponics and, and uh, that's working really well. My first attempt, I did it and it worked. But I always say I cheat a little bit because I pray a lot. <laughs> we got one crop that we grow in three weeks. From seed to eating, three weeks. Um, so we can help a lot of people with a lot of food. And uh, we can feed a lot of people because those people love fish and they eat vegetables. So great. And uh, that's possible. The work we do is financed by a few people here in Australia mostly. We had a church in America that was helping us, but their project that finished, it was a farm project, and they finished the project last year, and that was $3,000 a month, and uh, that really hurt us <laughs> when it finished. Uh, they told us for five years that would last, and at the end of five years it would finish, so we knew that was coming and that happened. But to lose that kind of income for us was big, um, God still sustained us and we've got through but we are really struggling at the moment because we have to keep pulling up our discipleship program we can't go fast enough we have to stop bringing people in because we can't keep up with the discipleship not because we haven't got people we've got the people just a few funds but we are praying and that will happen God will open that door I know he will but it's, there's nothing that God can't do. He can change your life and he can make a difference in your life. But you need to walk in the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is here this morning and he's with here with every one of us. If you don't know the Lord this morning, you'll have an opportunity to ask him into your life. In a minute, we want to pray with people and we want to see God moving in this place. So I'd just like to invite you, Kurt, come down. But if you want God to move in your life, just believe and receive it. It's yours. Whatever it is you want, ask and you shall receive. Knock and the door shall be opened unto you. It's yours. It's free. God's paid the price. Jesus did that on the cross at Calvary for us.